0: So hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Gracious God, open our ears and our minds and our hearts (coughs) to the word you have for each and every one of us this day. And as I, your servant, stand before you, I pray that I would decrease, that you would increase. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O oh God, my rock and my reed. Amen. <coughs> Moses had given lots of commandments to the people. Ten, as he had gotten on Mount Sinai. And time and again, people would come to him for sound judgment about how to live among the people. But as he's nearing the end of his earthly life, he has to give a final sermon. And that sermon has been compiled in this book that we call Deuteronomy. And these are the words, these scriptures are the words that he wants to leave with the people before they enter into the promised land. Now the reason why it's so important for him to recite all of this information to the people is you'll remember, they've been wandering in the desert for 40 years, an entire generation. Most of the people who had actually been in Egypt under the slavery of Pharaoh had perished in the wilderness. And so it's a new generation that's going to be taking on the promised land to make sure that they know where they've come from. That they know the space, who they are as God's people. A lot of them hadn't broken well, the sea part of people who went to Passover as God protected the people but the, but the of Israel, but killed the firstborn son of Greek God in Egypt. They had been witnessed in place, in the stores. They knew because it was in the heart every house, every nation. Tell that again and again and again. And that's why Moses is telling the people how important it is to teach children. Because he understood how quickly, in another generation, people forget the word of God. They didn't keep Moses. They didn't keep written on the door frames of their houses and on their foreheads, most importantly, in their hearts. Hear, O the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your might. Keep these words that I'm commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you're at home, and when you're away, and when you lie down, and when you rise. He's telling the people that it's this word of God that is shaping them. It's going to be central to who (coughs) they are as God's people. And so tonight we're talking about what we are as people of the book. This is the Holy Bible. Now, I, when I was in 3rd grade, I got a blue good news Bible. And they gave it to us in our Sunday school class. They made a big presentation about it. And I remember taking my Bible and flipping through church service would start, and I liked looking at pictures, because it had these really neat drawings. And I'll never forget seeing this picture. I'm going to pick it up here. Now, I'm not a great artist, but one of the one thing that I really liked in art class in school was where you would take a picture of um, you would you would t- oh, look, I've got a man here. <laughs> <laughs> So in school they taught you this technique where you would take a cartoon and, and draw a grid and then take that grid and put it on a bigger piece of paper or a bigger canvas and so about a year ago I, I remembered this picture I saw this picture in the Bible and I said what is going on there? What is happening in this picture? And if you know this is the, the caption is actually don't kill the child this is from 1 Kings chapter three, verse twenty-seven, and what this, is, what's happening here is that's the story in the Bible where Solomon has these two women who come to him who are prostitutes, and one of them, they had both given birth to children, and one of them had rolled over on the child in the middle of the night and smothered him, and so what she did was switched the babies of the night and took the living child as her own so that the other woman thought the the other child that had perished was was her child. And so the women are fighting over the baby. And in the story what does King Solomon say to do? You know the story? To take the sword and cut the baby in half. Which is horrible, right? What? That's That's a horrific story. But of course, he knew that the woman, the woman who was the real mother said, don't kill the child, let her have it. Because she so loved her child that she would rather someone else raise him than see any harm come to him. And then Solomon knew, this is the real mother. And I was floored by that story. Eight years old, I said, that guy is the smartest guy <laughs> ever. <laughs> I thought he was so brilliant. And I, and I pray, I remember praying, I want to be smart like him. I want to of wisdom. And if you know, in, in, you also read in the scriptures about how that was Saul's prayer, that God asked, that, that he asked you know, for wisdom, God said, I'll give you wisdom, but I'll give you everything else to go along with that wisdom. Mastermind. But this, this story just made me, made me fall in love with the God who really makes us think creatively. Who makes us see a way when we don't think there's anything possible um, in the situation that we're in. But this God, this God who would give Solomon that kind of wisdom, this God who could open seeds when they seem to be the biggest obstacle between life and death, this God who could open graves and heal the sick and, and bring people through resurrection, that God is a God who knows each and every one of us intimately. And that's when I fell in love with the Bible. I remember going away to college and I was really proud of myself because you know this was you know ten years or ten years after me loving this story, but I said to my dad, Oh, I'm gonna take this little Bible to college with me. You had a few little select verses, and he said, Well, why wouldn't you take the whole Bible? Any Bible that you got for graduation, <laughs> take it to school with you. And I people on my floor. I lived in a co-ed dormitory, and on that floor, it was a very diverse group of people. We had a lot of Jewish students, a lot of Muslim students, atheists, agnostics, Hindus. I had the Hindu president of the Jewish fraternity. It was just (laughs) crazy. Um, But the funny thing about the scripture is, not only is it timeless for us as Christians, but it's also that great body of work that has informed so much of the literature and the legal system and all of the other things that you That's why recently there was an article in GQ where somebody said that the Bible's the most overrated book and it's one of those ones you shouldn't bother reading. And I'm like, that guy's an idiot won't understand half of literature if he doesn't know the scriptures he doesn't know the bible but i say that because people were kind of spread on my floor that i had a bible in the room so people had a paper they were trying to write they'd come knock on the door and say "Melissa, did i hear you have a bible <laughs> can i look at your bible and so i'd load it out to them and i'd share it um But the thing about the Bible is it doesn't do you a lot of good if it's on your shelf and it's closed and the dust starts to gather on it. That's why Moses is telling the people, you have to keep this word before you at all times. You have to... Have it be the last thing you think of when you're going to sleep at night. And the first thing that you turn to when you rise in the morning. That throughout your day, you're thinking about the scriptures. Because that is what is going to keep you in the presence of God. And everything's on. And I realized that, you know, I wanted the wisdom of God to come magically But the truth is, the wisdom of God is already right here for us. It's it's right in front of us. I dare you to have a problem that you're facing and pray to God for it and not find him to direct you to the answer in the word of God. Because it won't happen. Anything that we're facing is addressed in these scriptures Because the things that we struggle with as humans are the very same things that humans have dealt with from the beginning of time. And that's why God has recorded all of this for us to know it, to cherish it, and to let it be what informs us. And we can't just leave it to ourselves. it's, It's a book that has to be shared. And I read with my kids all the time. I read all sorts of different books. Uh, I finished one last night, and you know, I've got a Beverly Cleary, Ralph S. Mouse ready to go with Ernie tonight. But the one that I'm really excited about is our two-year-old Shaw. It's funny, during Lent, you know, one of the things the children had was uh, in their coloring book to read the scriptures every day. I would say... That child is the most faithful Bible reader in our house. Because every single night before she goes to bed, she says, we have to read the Bible. We always have to end with Noah and the rainbow. You don't have to read the whole story. You just have to get to the part where he puts a rainbow in the sky. Um, But but for her, every single night, it's not complete. She can't say it's time to go to bed or it's time to go to sleep. Till she's read her scriptures. And I pray that that will stay with her forever. And John and I read the Bible every single day. But well, we might read it at 6 a.m. or we might read it at 10 a.m. We don't have that same consistent time every single day. I can promise you I don't read it at 6 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> <Definitely. laughs> but for her, you can't go to bed without the scriptures. And that's, remember, it's that childlike faith that God calls us to, to be people of the Word, to know that everything we need to know about God's love toward us is here. Everything we need to know about wisdom is here. Everything about human relationships and how we interact with one another is here. So we want to be people of the Word. And it's always been my prayer and hope that as a parish, we could be the most biblically literate people in our community. That people will know that if they're talking to us about scripture, we're not just reciting a couple of verses that someone told us along the way, but that we've spent time reading and listening to what God has to say in this this canon. Because it is a tremendous gift that we have that not nearly enough people spend their time diving into. So, to be people of the word, I'm issuing a challenge for our whole parish. And I hope you'll consider joining with me. Um, I, I told you, I'm about to finish my reading. And that means I've got to start over with a whole new Bible. I'm really a nerd about it. I have to get a completely different <laughs> book and start fresh. But I'm doing a challenge through the summer. About 120 days to read through the whole Bible. And if you've never done it before, I invite you to join with me. You can get the reading plan on your um, you can get it online or I actually have papers here tonight if you're interested in joining the challenge. And It's going to run from May through August. So, you know, everybody always says, what's your summer beach read going to be? Well, (laughs) consider throwing the Bible in with it because it's really, it's only about 10 chapters a day to get through the challenge. Um, Starting, and we're going to start it on April 30th, um, on Monday after the, the joint service. So you guys can actually get a head start and have some free days in there if you want to. But I pray that, especially in these times where there's so much uncertainty in the world, so much anger, so many arguments on all sides, that all of us can be people who live the scripture, who hear what God has to say, and who can be guided by the wisdom that comes from above, because that's a gift that God has given to us. And he invites us to bind all of these words as a sign on our hands, fix them as an emblem on our foreheads, write them on our doorposts of our house and of our gates. And may all of us love the Lord our God with all our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our strength. So I'm going to pass these around. Take one if you'd like. And if you, the, the paper copy and the electronic link are the exact same plans. That one you can check off with a piece of paper and keep it in your bo- your favorite Bible. If you do the electric, electric, if you do the electronic version and you go uh, to that link, then you can actually read it on your phone. Like a, there's a hyperlink that takes you right to the scripture, uh, and you can you can sign up for an email reminder. It'll send it to you by email. So either one works, both the exact same plans, whether you want to read with your traditional Bible like me or whether you want to read it online. I can't read online very well, or on my phone. So. Well, now let us uh, join together. We're going to take the opportunity to receive our time.